From the boardroom to the shop floor, good business runs on good governance. Join esteemed expert in governance, Dr. Nimrod Dembele, for the next hour as he takes us beyond governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa. And I believe, uh, you know, Billy Silicone is waiting for us online. I'll, I'll take this opportunity to say, Billy, good evening and welcome. Ah, good evening, Nimrod, and good evening to the listeners. Thank you very much, Billy. Um, earlier on, I, you know, I've said, you know, one of the critical things that any president uh, would be thinking about or probably losing her over the next uh, you know couple of uh, days or so is how do i reconfigure you know uh, my cabinet to the point that i'm responsive um to the needs uh, of the constituency and, and having said that one would even say he's got he's supported by a wide by a number of of um advisors Assuming you were one of those advisors who will be giving, you know, that kind of um, intellectual insight to the president, uh, what would your advice be given the magnitude of the challenges that the country is facing? I think, uh, Nimrod, there, there, there are two scenarios. You know, the one scenario is the mandate that the country gave him, and the second scenario is what's happening inside the body politics of the ANC. Now, he knows that... In, in, in by all means that we know that the ANC actually did not win, it just it lost, but it just remained in power with a comfortable number and majority. But the essence is that almost le- lost, which means the, the 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 voters are saying we're giving one last chance. So for me, there would be four critical things that I would say we should be doing. The first one would be what which high impact issues must we focus on in the next twelve months. You know where we need to kill the ground because the ground has been poisoned. We need to kill it, take out the poison, so that it's good to sow what we need to sow, so that we can harvest when the time comes. What are the high impact issues, both from the human resources and from strategic projects that can shift the country? But again, comes the balance between the body politics and the needs of the nation. Now his cabinet has to be trimmed down, of course, and those delinquent ministers have to be shoved into the deepest and darkest corner of parliament, and shovel papers, whatever they need to do. And then the second question that I would be saying to myself saying, when we focus on these five high-impact issues or ten-impact issues, we've got to define specific actions that must be taken in a project format. Because I think he must think like a CEO, more like a CEO, not like a politician. And then we must then say, what results do we seek in this high-impact issue that we, we try to focus on and have this plan, and then match our ministries with private sector. And say, if it's health, find three, four, five sharp CEOs in the private health environment and say to them, guys, can you become a part of our advisory board to help us to speed up deliver? Same would apply in, in public works. Same would apply in, in, the, in the crime environment. So we need to find a very strategic marriage or coalition between private sector and government to make sure that we're able to get some quick wins within the next 12 months. Otherwise, I must say, as people would say, you know, analysts will tell you that by 2020, mid-2020, if there are no tangible results that we show as a country, the youth is going to become very uneasy. And I'm afraid we might face a Tunisia summer or something like that. I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm quite happy, I'm quite, um, you know, 
contend that you brought a very critical issue that is the that almost like a symbiotic relationship between state as well as the private sector when you have when your policy position is accompanied by you know um you know by 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 the the, the private sector expertise you almost like bringing in the kind of requisite skills and competencies um and besides you know it's a foregone conclusion that Private sector is responsible for economic growth, not the, not not the state. Not government. Yeah. Government's yeah. job is to steer. Government's job is to provide to thought policy. thought leadership yeah. in the form of yeah. policy. Yeah. But but perhaps maybe a a, a follow up a follow up question would be, you know, there's been obviously contestation in the body politic of the ANC. Mm. What do you think the extent of that would be in allowing him? To deliberate and usher a clearly, uh, you know, a clear direction, given the fact that he got a mandate from the for from the citizens. Yeah, I think I think if you look at the commissions that are sitting now, you know, the PIC, the State Capture, the SARS, and those kind of commissions, we've got a lot of things that came out there which can be turned into investigative stuff that can really get rid of these rogue ministers. I think, quite honestly, if I were him, I'd call the justice cluster. Not to dictate to them, but to say to them, we all know, you, you don't need to be a genius to know that most of these guys that are fighting back are the guys that really destroyed this country. And if we can find quick processes of getting them in front of the court and getting them accountable and jailed to show really how serious we are in turning things around, I believe that the, 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 the rot in, in, inside the ANC that is trying to fight back will quickly realize that this country and this president means business. And this has to happen. This has to be within those 10 priorities that I'm talking about that we need to deliver all within the next 12 months. If you look at a place like Brazil, where they took the president to jail, some of the ministers, in the quickest possible time to clean house, we need to operate in that same uh, clinical ruthlessness to clean ourselves. Otherwise, it's just going to be another talk show. Our economy is growing at, at 2%. It's not going to get to the 5% that we want. And, you know, we may call Rwanda or Polkigami, whatever I want to call it, but his economy is growing at 7.2% because there's decisive leadership and there's clear policy and there's actions on the ground. I couldn't agree with you more, Billy. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much. I'm sure you've given it sufficient um, impetus to the colleagues who are in studio to actually take this, you know, some of the very thought-through issues that you've put together. As always, it's, you, it's nice to have you around. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening. Cheers, Bye. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That was Billy Silicon, a motivational speaker and, and a strategist, giving us his thoughts around um, him being, you know, uh, a, an advisor to the president and what are the critical issues that he'll take forward.